Congratulations. You've made an excellent life choice today. You're displaying strong character and good taste by tuning into this infotainment web zone. We're poorly informed and highly opinionated. This is Idiots Discuss the Universe. Checky checking it. Yeah, the mic's checked. That mic's checked. It's Benny. All right, here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's going to be showing up, showing up shortly. This is the anticipation part of the podcast. Well, I'm recording, yeah, and I'll just put this in. It'll be so fun for the listeners. Yeah, so I can I can hear Spenny, but you people can't hear him. And he's kind of got a, he's kind of got a panic look on his face as he's trying to get every get everything opened. Because right now it's the fucking Craig show, bitches. No, I'm here now. Ha-ha. Oh, now it's idiots discussing universe. Ooh. Yay! Yay! Here we are. We're back. Back, back again. You thought we, we took, wouldn't, but we did. We almost we didn't post it all for a whole month. I think it was pretty close to it. I mean, really? I just, put, I just put them all up. I mean, it's not that we didn't have episodes. I just didn't put them up. I don't know why. But you I put them all up. Slacker. Yeah, you but we would be out. We would be out now. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it works out. Yeah. Now we're now we're ahead. We're ahead now. We're now. Ahead. now That's we're ahead. cool. Yeah, we got we got two weeks ahead. Posted, yeah, we so. we got to keep the trickle going. Now it's yeah. kind of a hamster uh-huh. drip, hamster feeder drip of yeah, it's content. Fine. But it, it is fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're I'm looking. Uh, speaking of drip, you're looking dripped out today, my friend. <laughs> You're looking mighty dripped out. I don't know what that means, uh, really. Uh, I mean, I've, 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 I've been, I've been, he, I've been hearing it a lot, you know. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it's one of those, one of those things that you know. It's like when Fresh first showed out, mm. first showed up. You weren't really sure if people were being nice or if they were kind of making fun of you. Yeah. No. I'm, <laughs> not, <laughs> no, no, I'm not making fun of you. I think you you're looking mightily coordinated. Is this oh, some yeah. new uh, a work swag that you're rocking? No, it's old work swag. Well, this isn't oh. work swag. This isn't work swag at all. This is just whatever, okay. just a hat. And then this is from the um, the farm. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see the logo now. Yeah. So I'm all I'm all weeded out, bitches. You're all weeded out. But I didn't wear this today. I, I dress like a normal human being when I'm out doing this. I just took a shower oh. when I got home and put this on because it's relatively warm. Sure. And m- my body's failing me on every level in the last, like, week Ooh. and a half. So, um, yeah, it's it's not been great. I'm wearing, like, the I'm wearing like the pressure... Pressure slacks. socks? <laughs> pressure oh, socks. Slack. And sh- yeah, Full it's, slacks? It's, Pressure up, slacks. Up, you know, it's I'm a stripper. I'm a stripper, baby. You Whoa. know what I'm saying? Like it's it's those style. Gotcha. Because um, yeah, it's it's just going off the rails the last ten days or so. But um, damn, I'm we sorry will. To hear um, that. We're going in for the transfusion on Wednesday, baby. Seven Seven thirty in the morning. Damn. And hopefully that will uh, get it um, figured out. Mm. We'll we will see. I hope so. Yeah, me too, dude. It's fucking not. It's not maintainable as it is right now. I mean, you can't really tell because I'm on all the pills, but like my body's at the point where it like molds to like whatever you sit on, and it's just not. Whoa. It's it's just not fun. Like because of all the, the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not great. Damn. 
What what dog shit timing too is you starting the job and stuff? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, all, all at once. Hopefully they've they've done some tweaks on this whole transfusion process since you last got it, and this is just the final. This one tunes you up nice. I mean, it seems like the yeah. last one set you mm. straight for a while. Well, I mean, I was doing way better than this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it wasn't a successful one as of as it goes i guess but man it mm. did it did knock my numbers down to a way more manageable level so hopefully hopefully we can um get it get it back in that neighborhood again you know yeah. what i'm saying but like i can tell like you know when, when i'm doing like this dude it's like permanent damage you know what i'm saying like you just you're just doing permanent damage and it's like does it matter like after you go through something like this like it's just going to be different on the other end of it even if the immune system stops because the immune system's already kind of done what it's done Damn. you know so my kidney function will be at a new level after this you know if it improves so we'll just see what that looks like but i think it'll be okay you know what i'm saying like i'm still like yeah i think it'll be okay it hasn't been very long 10 days two weeks a month or whatever it's been that I've been in the flare yeah. and I was my numbers said I was in a flare way before I started to feel it the way that I feel it now mm -hmm. you know so yeah I don't know what that means but like um, interesting yeah. yeah like it takes some time for the body to metabolize or catch up to what the numbers are reporting. yeah or like somehow you psychosomatically just like um, the doctor says this is happening and then all of a sudden like you start feeling Whoa. like that's happening you know I don't know if that's true or not um, but my shit is so weird that anything is possible you know what I mean like anything is possible but I've been doing like I swear to god like I've been doing meditations for like the last oh for a long time but like I've been really doing them you know the last uh, week you know like five times a day you know what I'm saying? And like positive affirmations three or four times a day. But really like doing like the, um, it's called the Silva mind control technique. Hmm. And um, it's really pretty, very simple, just very simple like mental exercise framework. It's not like you're trying to control anybody else's mind. You're controlling your own mind sort of sure. thing. Um, but I've been doing that and like there's a whole system where you come up with like you go through these various levels of the meditational process and somewhere in there guides show up for you and then mm. the, when the guides show up after you've done it long enough like you'll recognize who they are and they just become like these personalities that are in this meditative level and those are the that's how you start to like work on your own health right and it's taken me a long time to like um, get over like my rationality of the whole thing because it doesn't start to work. And they say this, he says this, you know, like if you start realizing what's true and what's possible and what all this other shit, you know what I'm saying? Like that that's keeping you away. The idea is to let your mind relax to the point that you're dealing with it on true imagination you know, mm -hmm. on that on that level where these advisors come in and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, how they exist in that reality or whatever. They just come in and then they're, they're these presences that you take them for, like, not really outside, but it's, it's a different thing. You know, you just stop questioning it. Stop questioning yeah. it. And that's when it starts to kind of, like, become productive. 
Interesting. Is and, it like a mantra based thing? Sorry to interrupt, but um, you no, know, it's like it's like a visualization. Okay. There are. I mean, I've been doing some different mantra stuff. That's more of like the affirmation sort of thing. But this is more mm-hmm. of just like the deep visualization and going through various screens. You know, is what they call them, mm. and. So you get these two advisors, and then you also, like, equip, like, a laboratory. And this is, like, for the health stuff. You know what I mean? And you come up with, like, weird, like, doesn't matter what's in the laboratory. You should have a desk and a table and a clock in there that can go backwards and forwards in time. That's what they, one of the things that they say you have to have. But that looks like whatever you want it to. And then you just fill it with, with whatever your imagination fills it with. Hmm. And then my advisors turned out to be... Joseph Campbell from The Power of Myth <laughs> and Terry Garr, who was um, the blonde in Young Frankenstein. Oh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, so cool. it's, it's, a, it's a weird combo, right? But yeah, that's in, a cool, that's a good, that's a solid combo. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know where they came from or why those two, but like, yeah. You, those could, have, the, you could do a lot worse than those two. Yeah, you know they they you know really I mean? work. They really like kind of click. You know, yeah. like when they when when they finally showed up, and I tried to force it for a while. You know, what I'm trying trying to force it with like who you think maybe it would be. Now, or, how do you how do you start. know when it's the actual one? Is it because it feels like more? It just it like just you're not it just it, it? it just it just like clicked and like it was just like Joseph Campbell like telling me shit. You know what I'm huh. saying? It was, it was like. Yeah, I mean, like, I was kind of directing what he was telling me about, you know, but he was, like, directing the thing. You were, like, asking questions, sort of. No, not really. He was just like, okay, we're going to do this now because we're in the laboratory area. That's where he shows up is in, like, this Mm -hmm. meditation laboratory area. This sounds so crazy now that I'm talking about it all. No, this is is what I'm talking about. But like, ah, yeah, cool. so I ha- so I had this laboratory and I'm not even like fully conscious of all the things that are in it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like there's some stuff that I've like played around in my imagination, like, oh, that should be in it. And there should be like a model of like a skeleton um, model and some vials and just things that look scientific and all that sort of stuff. But it turns out that the back, the back to the back to um, bath that's in Empire Strikes Back the what? Or something very akin to okay, you know when Luke Skywalker fights the abominable the the snow creature in yeah. Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and they and they bring him back and they dip him in that soup. He, he's oh, in there. Oh, when he's frozen and after they cut him out. Yeah, after they cut him out, and he's in the like the warm uh, water, the amedi- ame- uh, anemic fluid or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. And then that uh, the droids like doing ever, and they're like fixing him up or whatever on Hoth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that thing. A, okay. a, ver- a version of that thing, like a tank that, like, um, Joseph Campbell's like, we're going to do this, you know. And I'd been trying to get to this point as I started to feel bad because, of course, you know, meditation through desperation is exactly how the white man goes about it. But <laughs> um, I was trying to kind of get to this point, And this was like after a couple times it would kind of collapse, you know, once, you know, Terry Gar would fuck it up. You know, and I would kind of like come, come out in of and it. Try to like suck your dick or something. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I was kind of hey. like, I'd be like, yeah, it's Terry Gar. Hell yeah, hey, you know. Stop but, it, like, Terry. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> We're having a serious conversation over here. But it was. It was almost like I was kind of like, um, uh, like male chauvinist. You know, like why is Terry Gar here trying to interrupt Joseph Campbell mm. helping me? You know what I'm saying? I was like, mm. what is this energy sort of thing? You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um. And I realized later on, like, why she was there, you know, and, like, what what she did, you know, because, okay. like, 
I get in there and like Joseph Campbell, we're going to do this today. The, the one time that it didn't break down, like once Terry Gar showed up and everybody was kind of there, he's like, we're going to do this today. And he takes me over to the, to the tank and um, I get into the tank and like he closes the door in the front of it and um, they turn, they, they turn the thing on, you know, and um yeah, it's all, it's like an imaginary, like, I don't know if the water's coming up or down or if it's like an energy beam or whatever, but I can feel like this thing moving from the top of my head down to my feet. Hmm. And, and Terry's like, okay, you just need to remain calm. And it's just going to, and she's like kind of telling me like what it, what the process is doing hmm. while I'm in that thing. If that makes sense. That's what Terry does. Yeah, she's a calm narrator kind of. She's type. like, this is going to calm down your immune system, and this is going to help all of your um, glomeratus endings, like sort the blood with the urine, and um, you know, it's going to heal all the damage on the outside of your kidneys and all. You know, she's just walking through like this is what it's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Cool. And you know, and it's like Terry Gar, so it's like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, Terry Carr's helping me, helping yeah. me feel better. You know, she's like the ultimate like nurse assistant, whatever sort of thing in the world. And um, yeah, and um, I swear to God that like I have had noticeably, and I guess I've had successful sessions like this, like twice or three times now, mm. and like noticeably like improvement over the last like two days as far as just like my honest um, outward symptoms of what's going on. Really? Yeah. Really, like, less less water retention than I have. I mean, it's still bad, but it's a noticeable, like, improvement over what it was, like, a week ago. Cool. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Very interesting. So you go into almost like a half-dream state kind of a thing. Yeah, it's like alpha or theta. Theta, probably. Um, yeah. And the guy's like, it depends on kind of how it is. And sometimes it'll kind of bounce back and forth a little bit, you know, especially when you're starting out, you know, mm. and I do, I fall in and out of it, you know, pretty easily. Yeah. That's a hard, it's a hard exercise to maintain like very specific, uh, visualizations, but still sort of like letting it happen while you relax yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's, uh huh. It's really, it's really, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's kind of entering that borderline dream thing. You know, I'm saying absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like when you enter into that daydream thing and kind of, you know, you're daydreaming. It's I, I liken it to like when you're daydreaming and thinking about something and you kind of lose track of what's going on and what you're dream daydreaming about goes bad. And you're like, oh, shit, you know, that's yeah. not how I want it to go. You know what I mean? Because right. it kind of got out of control and you're kind of letting your mind's just kind of playing it to usually in my case to the worst case scenario, right. you know? Yeah. Sure. Or, you know, or it'll work it into like, oh, and then Terry Gar sucking my dick, you know, or whatever right, it works, right. works into cool. in that way, too. You know, it goes to yeah. these unrealistic extremes. Your brain will yeah. just let it do. But I think if you harness the brain and give it the brain like really specific parameters of what you want it to do as you go into it, it's kind of like trying to control your dreams, maybe. You know, I don't know. I've never been able to really do that either, but it kind of sounds like that same procedure where you kind of repeat to yourself what you want to dream again and again and again before yeah. you go to bed. And then hopefully that shows up, you know. Yeah. That seems like the, the basic gist of every dream control manual I've ever looked at. Totally.
and like writing stuff down repetition right right um well cool that's not where i thought that this was going oh it doesn't have to go any more than that but that's just kind of like yeah it was kind of no, it's kinda, just it's, like when you started with your talking about your health and stuff i just didn't think that we'd be then talking about a dream laboratory with Joseph Campbell and Terry Gar. <laughs> it's awesome. And I, I hope it I hope it continues to work. Like I as much as like I you know, you could say that it sounds crazy, I don't think it really does. Like I I I believe in all that stuff like pretty solidly. Uh, yeah. and I know that like also the skepticism feeds into the like non existence of it if that makes any sense like sure you know when you're like you said like the doubt and the you know just sort of like the cynical logical mind or whatever just sort of uh playing any sort of uh anything like that playing it down Uh, sure i I think you got to be um and that's one of the great things about this approach too is because it's kind of like he kind of bakes that into it in a way you know in the sense that he's like you know this sounds crazy a lot of this but again like it is um you can look at it totally as just being like a natural thing that people do anyway do you know what i mean like it's like no matter what happens during this process it's not anything that's not naturally attainable by human beings period right? right you know what i'm saying so like we call it mind control or ESP or magic or whatever it is that we call it. But again, like if it can make your blood pressure go down, then that's a real measurable thing. And whatever you call it, as long as you utilize it in the way that um, it's meant to be utilized, then it it is just what it is, you know, and you can look at it through science and, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, ultimately it will be explained by science if it's a Mm -hmm. real deal, you know, Mm -hmm. I think. Maybe not the way that science is going right now, but maybe it will be, you know. Maybe, yeah. There there seem to still be some, like, promising scientific minds out there. It seems to be linked to placebo, in my mind, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, placebo's mind healing, again. Like, it is, like, that is nothing other than you, the body healing itself, you know. And I think that that, across the board, has been shown to... um, be a huge element in every treatment i mean no matter what you know i mean there's a certain things that like just regular 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 medicine is like the flat line and then if you start charting people's like mental attitudes towards their problems Mm. you can almost like follow the the recovery you know like how well that western medicine works yeah if you take out malpractice and of course all that sort of stuff that's what you sure. really got to fucking worry about yeah the malpractice people who drop the tweezers in the the open yeah. wound yeah and that's why you have to ask them tomorrow like on wednesday i'm gonna have to ask those fuckers like five times to make sure check it what it is make sure you're giving me the right shit make sure you're giving me the right shit damn you know i didn't even think and, about that yeah that's so. got to be exhausting well, you're well, advocating. A, it, yeah, you just got to be careful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's better to be a pain in their ass and have everything go fine and then think that you're a pain in the ass than, than think you're really a nice guy and then they poison you. Right. You well, know, he, like, he was a nice guy, but, though. But that nurse really liked me. Yeah. Yay. Uh, yeah. You know, damn, I missed my yeah. feet. You know, or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, so. 
Fuck. Yeah. So how how you been doing? You've been you've been uh, doing a little bit of um, driving around the southwest of the country. Yeah, I've been driving yeah. around and uh, spent the last week in L.A. Yeah. Uh, drove out there, got a nice little Airbnb. Oh, okay. Uh, stayed in it with a bunch of, uh, you know, rappers, 20, <laughs> 25 year old uh-huh. uh, rappers. And, do the and owners of Patty. these? Do the owners of these Airbnbs ever like happen by? They have no idea. <laughs> They have no idea whose 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 mother is the one that actually rents these 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 um um accommodations. Oh well, I'm the mother. Oh, you're the mother. Oh, yes. okay. You put it on the company account. Oh yeah. There you go, baby. Okay. Put it on the company card and then have them all like pay us back, kind of a thing. There you go with a little int, the little interest. The little interest, because we're the ones who like everybody. Because we're the Jewish ones. We are the Jewish ones. <laughs> We are the Jewish and therefore financially stable. It might not be exciting, but it's safe. All have right. you started? Have you started your health insurance um, plan for everybody? I yet? haven't started my <laughs> my health insurance scheme yet. <laughs> In your, your IRA. Yeah, I'm going to start everybody a health insurance and a life insurance policy. It's actually very, very lucrative for me. For me. <laughs> And you, yeah. and your loved ones if you die, <laughs> but mostly me. Yeah, no, it's, your, uh, yeah. yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's good stuff, you know. So did you like set up the studio at the Airbnb, or did you go meet at? Um... We met. Well, I, we did have a setup at the Airbnb, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly we went to Jeremy's house. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which it wasn't too far. We were in Echo Park, and he's in Silver Lake, so it's like the... Oh, my God, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just stop for a soy latte yeah, on the way. I and you're, did. And, and you're Ooh, there. Ooh, soy latte. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Don't that is that me. is just the hairy belly button of the <laughs> hipster scene down there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's just the man's... The man's... Yeah, that's the taint... <laughs> That's the taint of the hipster world. It is really nice, though. I gotta say. Oh sure, yeah, I like it. I like it. It, I didn't, you know, only saw a few homeless people. Only saw a few homeless ass cracks in the middle of traffic. You know. Yeah, and they were probably a little bit younger, (coughs) a little more dynamic. Uh, Yeah, they were dancing. They still had some drug-induced life in them. You know. They were dancing around. they, they, They they keep the fun ones around. So yeah. those, um, they can keep their progressive, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know homeless right. people, and I think that right. they're all great. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> I mean, he gets a little methed out and gets hit by a car every once in a while. But, dude, he's so awesome. When he's I give him fine. half of my sandwich, he says thanks. And, yeah. Yeah. He says some trippy shit. Yeah. He has a dog named Bo. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah the planets are really aligned today. <laughs> the planets are looking. Ah. All right, bud. That's how, that's what you want. Oh, they're in Echo Park. Yep. No, that's a nice. You know, no, you know, seriously, like if if I were to go to L.A. like and I wasn't like ridiculously rich, you know, because there are some neighborhoods that I would move to if I was ridiculously rich. Sure, they're, sure. They're really nice, but if you know, it's just kind of like middle middle center somewhere. Those are both like really close to the um, top of the list. Yeah, yeah. I would think. They're pretty sweet, man. I mean, mm-hmm. like, the the place we got was awesome. It was, like, this little compound that had, like, three different 
kind of little houses on it. Oh. Yeah, it was huh. cool. And, um, yeah, I had a little parking area, so I didn't have to park on the street, you know? That's and, cool. Uh, it was all yeah. gated, gated, and then, gated, gated yeah. then, huh? Yeah. yeah. Keeps the riffraff out. Exactly. And we huh. were right across the street from Bob's Market, which is of Fast and Furious fame. Oh, that's the picture that you sent. Yeah. I had no idea. I know. What that is. I know, I've seen I, that movie. I've seen that movie. I, think. I know. Me too. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, they all blend together into like one uh, sure. big movie. But like one that, that does speech. seem like a place that they were at. That would that would could totally be a yeah, place. Yeah, there's they were like at. some famous scene in the first one where he goes and like does like a whole thing there. But, Vin, Dies- uh, Vin Diesel or the dead one? The dead one. But I think oh, Vin Diesel also one. shows up too. Uh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's like a whole thing, but um. Did you guys go down there and take some like publicity stills? We didn't because that's like a, that's a loss. You should have done that. I guess so, but it was like th- there were so many Mexicans doing that already, you know, that it was just kind of hard to get a clear get, pass. You get, no, you get the Mexicans in there with you. Just get oh, them all. Like yeah. you got to get the get the whole get thing. Get the whole gang. You're right. Yeah. And the 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 two Asian <laughs> the Asian couple that own it, they're really capitalizing off of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, that's a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a thing. Yeah. Those, those movies. Tourism. Those movies are fucking huge. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, people will come from like Asia, and they'll be like, "Where's that place in the movie?" And they'll go there. You yeah, know what I'm do, saying? Like, the like Fast and Furious tour. Yeah, they like they take it fucking serious over there. Those yeah. right, they, they love those rice burners like crazy over <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, it's not those rice cookers. <laughs> <laughs> not well, they like rice cookers too. Well, they yeah. they they use those. I don't know, right. but the, but the rice I burners like, like the. I like calling a car a rice cooker, <laughs> like. People call them rice rockets. I guess it's a racist term, but come on. We can, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely. We can be racist again now, and it's not but, bad, right? But a rice, no, no I, think, I think it is still a little bad. Is it still bad to be racist? <laughs> or can we all just like be racist like how we are on the inside? Yeah. No. I just think it's funny. I think, I think it's funny. I, 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 I think I it's funny. I'm That's it. That's my thing. I, I think it's funny, too, but I'm just like. I'm, I'm it's a, I'm funny a, to say. Yeah, I'm and, a hu- I'm a humor racist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I find it, I find like that sort of thing like can be very funny. It's hilarious. Making it's, fun of people is funny. It's fun yeah, to do. Yeah, and it's especially funny because it makes people so uncomfortable. Like the 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 racial yeah. elements of it really <laughs> get people going. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Damn. My bad. Spenny Spenny tried to do some sort of flip or something Dude. in his chair. I went to the gym. I've been trying to go to the gym to get ready for tour, and my body doesn't work now because I am just out of shape, and I've been going pretty hard. And yeah. Well, that's that's definitely the way to do it, you know, yeah. is to just go from zero to really hard. Yeah, that's 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 hard. that's the recipe for being in a lot of pain on tour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, so you're doing low weights, but a lot of reps. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Cause you want to get the you want to get the um, want to get that lean mass. Just get some get some pipes on there. Mm-hmm. You just need pipes, and you've got the build to get the pipes. Yeah, I'll get. Uh, and you've already got them, kind of. They just got to look like a man's pipes. You know, <laughs> they just got to get a little bit of form. Yeah, you just got to cut down on the water for before you go on tour a little bit. Get a little de- water. Get get a little dehydrated, and yeah. then just get pumped up. You know, pump bring some weights. 
and you lift right before you go on stage for a little mm, while. Cool. That's that's what they all do because that gets the mus- muscles engorged with blood, and then you're looking good. You know what I'm cool. saying? Okay. You always look best when you're leaving the gym. That's true. The end because your body's all all the muscles are engorged with blood. That's that. And that make makes sense. all the ladies and the she males go just just soft and. <laughs> That's been my favorite thing to do lately. Like, we literally saw a guy at like a farmer's market in LA, uh-huh. like in front of like a pastry stand. He was like, <laughs> get me away. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And so ever since then, I've just been like, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, you know. I feel like that I can't really be like racist around many people except for you, you know. And so I really and, and the the audience, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah, not racist. I'm joking. I'm joking about being racist, but even racial humor. Like I was trying can, to can get you make, Aaron. And, can, can you make Jewish jokes? Not even really. Like really? Yeah, like I I do, but I just can tell like Jared doesn't really appreciate it because maybe <laughs> it rings home a little too hard, you know. Like like he he had his he had his his hair in like uh, pigtails, like just for fun. But I think he was trying to he was trying to <laughs> he was trying to figure out some like tour looks, and I called some- him. I called him Jippy Longstocking. <laughs> I was really proud of that. Oh my god! <laughs> and he oh did. He was like, didn't like it. Patty likes it though. <laughs> Patty's inner German comes out, and he's just like, <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, you got to be careful with the racism in Germany. I got to tell you that. I know. Yeah, they they took they put you in jail. Yeah, it's fucking because they have, they love it too much. You know, it's like prohibition. <laughs> they, do. they love it too much. Yeah. You know what no, I'm saying? I'm not yeah. like that. I'm just I'm just like I like having a a good natured ribbing. You know. Yeah, but don't they all like have like Jewish like when they've been on the show they have like Jewish voices that they do in different things. Like, I mean, I know Aaron I know. does at least. No, on not the really. Show? Oh yeah, no, they can. Aaron for sure can. Like me and him, I think have an easier time. Maybe just because we, your take... families, your families know each other too, and that makes it like kind of you kind of like are making fun of like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You guys have a different kind of familiarity. Well, yeah, and I feel like it's just like the way the the cookies crumbled. Jeremy, I think, is just a little more Jewish, even though he's just the same percentage <laughs> of Jewish. We always have like a Jewish dad and a shiksa mother, but Jeremy just got a little more of it, you know. And I think he knows, and we all know, yeah, and it's uh-huh. all good. And he's kind of heard it his whole life, you know. And he's probably just like not. Yeah, he's probably just a little annoyed by it, you know. But I don't. Is is is. I think we're talking about anti-Semitism, not really racism, right? Because the Jews, yeah, but, are, are, the, Jew, the Jews aren't a race, right? Well, they're they are, they're, they, they're Semitic. It's like there's, there's many Semitic peoples that are not Jewish, right? True. It's one of those things where when you try to break it down, it starts making very little sense very quickly, and you realize it's right, all like right. a mind game. They get to be whatever they want to fit the situation, yes, which is really yes. genius. No, we're, we're religion. We're not a race of people. <laughs> all right, we don't just help each other out. All right, 
And then it's like, actually, if you say anything bad about us, we are a race of people right. who have been hurt right. Right. And, and exiled for years. And sure, we control vast amounts of wealth now, but, you know, yeah. you're not... No, it is. It is a very, um, very slick um, positioning. Yeah, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. No, hats it's, off to him. Hats it's off. It's some classic shit. So, but you know, we will. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, is that them? They just texted you. Was that? Was that the? No, it's the work Jews? stuff. Oh, it's okay. work. It's not. It might be a Jew. I'm not yeah, sure. Was really. Because I don't know if they're listening or. No, oh, I'm, they're always they're always listening. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So I I almost hurt myself. I broke I broke the I broke the old red racer desk chair. I'm, I'm oh in, shit! I'm in your chair today. Yeah. Oh no, that yeah. can't that can't stand. That can't. It was really weird because it was like the, the most chairs just totally are destroyed by the time they actually the frame breaks. But like, um, yeah, that one just kind of gave out completely, and I fell completely backwards, like Whoa. both sides of it. Yeah, it was amazing. You almost died. I thought of that when you did that little jump in your chair. I was like, oh, shit. That oh, would have yeah. done it. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Hmm. Be more careful. No, yeah, but it, for the record, um, I love the Jews. Yeah, no, you're, not th- a, you're not a racist guy. Neither of us are racist no, guys. No, I'm not racist. Like, come on. But I'm we just, just like also like, <laughs> I'm also just having more fun, more and more fun with this being like a, just a hidden buried podcast. And, you know, I don't think like, uh, I'm just less and less afraid of like the cancel shit. You know, you really I, think I think how that's, that's kind of past. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not seeking out people like you and me to cancel anymore. No. You know what I'm saying? It's not. I don't know. They're using that very sparingly, and it doesn't work very well. It almost backfires in their face now. It has. You know? It has started that people. Like Shane Gillis, I would say, is one of the first ones to. They're really trying to go after people off. that have like sense of humors from the 90s or the 2000s i mean that's essentially what it is if you if you laugh at stuff that was funny 20 years ago like you are now an unbearable racist sexist asshole oh well dude speaking of like jews and uh, and jewish people and stuff we've been watching a bunch of mel brooks movies oh my god you know dude Dude, it's so we just watched the producers they have and that's made by a jew Hitler Back. in the springtime, baby. Yeah, springtime yeah. for Hitler. Springtime <laughs> for Hitler. It's so fucking funny. And, like, you could never do it now. And it's made by, like, a Jewish guy back when they were, like, funny and stuff. Because now I guess they're... Well, are there funny Jews anymore? Who are the funny Jays? Oh. Like, in comedy, it's all, like, fucking red... Red faced, it's like my people more. Well, you know, I'm I'm half. But you know, it's like Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan, like Bill Burr. You he's know, not Jewish. he's not Jewish. I know that's what I'm saying. It's um, like none of them. Damn, um, Louis, he's Louis? Jewish, isn't he? Is yeah, he Jewish? Yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he is. Um, he's like as much as me or something. Yeah, I think he's somewhere. Jerry Seinfeld. There you go. America's yeah, but, America's favorite. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's Larry David. You know, Larry David was around. Larry David. Yeah, Larry David. Yeah. But he, that's still like not fully that's, relevant comedians. You know, no, not really. That's like a couple a generation ago or two generations ago. Yeah. Um. Damn, that's weird. Yeah, not really. 
it just got me thinking just because I, I, I know that as a people, you know, whether or not this means a religion or a race, I don't know. They're a people. They were associated with like humor, you know, for a long time, sure. as is almost any like oppressed people. They like usually find some dark ways to deal, you know, dark, humorous ways to deal with their plight. Remind me to come back to this. Uh, that, oh. It'll be a topic for us to finish this up today. But yeah, keep okay. going. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, I, I just was watching, um, you know, the producers, and that's like a perfect example. <laughs> that probably came that came out in like 1968, right? And that was a play first. The if play I'm... came out about that, yeah. I then think it, the, the, the movie, movie came out in 68. Was it that early? I guess it was that early. That was one of his first ones, That was I guess. his first it was his directorial debut yeah and i know this just because i've been going back through i've All been trying to take jess through the mel brooks movies you know because she likes comedies and i'm trying to like and, and older stuff too so that's why uh-huh. uh, when he brought uh-huh. up young frankenstein i was like oh shit we're we're actually about to watch that yeah that's um, that's one of the the the, the gemmiest of all those gems for yeah, sure it's young, so young good. Frankenstein. it's so good but um Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I guess it was, uh, cause, yeah, because um, Blazing Saddles was like 1970, yeah, one, 70, Maybe 70, 71. Or, he had some something called the Twelve Chairs in oh, between, and okay. it's in fucking Russian. I was Damn, like, what I, is this shit? Weird. I don't know. What yeah, that it's, is it's straight up in Russian. That. Yeah, I was weird. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I tried to play some Mel Brooks for Turkey, and that was not going. She did uh, not. Well, she, we she, all she, know she, why. she liked she liked Young Frankenstein. She thought that oh. was she thought that was quite good. So I'm like, oh, let's try Blazing Saddles. Yeah, and th- that did not. That did not. Oh, go we were perfect. talking about this. That's why I yeah. think I, yeah. I decided to. But man, the producers, you know, with with springtime for Hitler, and like it's you know 20 years after the Holocaust, and he's like yeah. doing that, and. It's crazy. It's crazy, and it's, it's awesome. Crazy. It's hilarious, and it's like people could still like take a fucking joke. You know, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people were offended, but it was like there was that thing of like, "Fuck them," you know, like. And the there fuck was going to do. And there was some weird Italian movie that won like movie of the year or something that was about some clown that went to like Auschwitz and like, um, damn, what was that? That was like when I was in college or high school. Oh. And it had like this Italian, uh, famous Italian comic in it. Damn, weird. Paisano. Hey, Paisano. <laughs> Was it called huh. Paisano? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh. But anyway, um, back to the thing. Like, um, I have always, I've never told you about my avoidance of Nietzsche in oh. life. No, I guess like, not. I, I mean, I know a little bit, of, I know enough about him to kind of know what he's about. I guess yeah. you know what kind I'm saying, a, but there's kind of always a yeah, he's kind of a bummer, <laughs> but he's always been like one of those dudes that like is just set off the warning lights for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you don't you don't really want to get very deep into that. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to uh, start looking at those principles. You know what I'm saying? Right. And applying them to your life because you're going to go to a dark, weird place. It's going to do weird things to you. Yeah. Um. And sure enough, you know, um, <laughs> I um was um looking at some stuff and i came across um a really like super well explained um thing of like the nietzsche master slave dialectic right 
Oh, yeah. I've heard You've of heard this. of that before, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, kind of known that because that's one of the main ideas of him, you know? So I've always been like, oh, okay, that's... Um, uh, I kind of get a basic idea of what that is. And I know Hegel's master-slave dyna- dynamic and all that sort of stuff. But as far as Nietzsche's, the way Nietzsche goes about it, I just kind of assume that it's similar to Hegel's and I moved on and it's fine. Okay. But what it is, is it explains like the two types of personalities in men. Mm. Right? And I guess in the master-slave dialectic of Hegel, I think, oh, I'm usually like the, a master side of the personality you know what i'm saying like i don't i'm not comfortable feeling like people are using me all the time you know i'm not like a cruel master but i'm like you know what i'm saying i prefer to be like somewhat in control of my situation i'm most comfortable in that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but with um nietzsche it's yeah. different like the master slave it all comes down to like um how you initially like go after females in life and so like true master psychology is when you're you're born to a good family mom's good looking dad's good looking you eat good food you grow up tall broad shoulders you know you get all the opportunities that you need you know what i'm saying everything comes to you on this level of ease Mm-hmm. that like you just take for granted in, af- mm-hmm. after a short while you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then when you're getting older you know what i'm saying like you develop into like a good looking like easy intelligence sort of personality you know what i'm saying like the world is kind of easy for you and things kind of you know you're not dumb by any stretch of the imagination but you don't really like have to like focus on that one aspect of your life in order to feel like complete but you have like right. a very nice workable intelligence right okay um and then you like you meet like you get to that point where you start to want to fuck right Mm -hmm. and you look around like every male does when they get to that age and they're like well who am i attracted to right and invariably it's like the queen bee of whatever social situation that they're in right that's in their age group you're always like oh that's the that's the prettiest curl right there you know and there's some change between like taste and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. but you pick the prettiest one first you know in in your innocence and in your naivety you just like oh that's what i like so that's what i should go after right because you don't know any different right Right. and for the, the master personality they 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 have to get up the courage to do that and then they go and they do that and they find success with that like whatever um brenda is so happy you know what i'm saying and she 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 wants him to rub her tits and just be in love and all that sort of stuff and he's into it and so it's 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 all great you know brenda and our alpha male are like happy you know what i'm saying like they go right into the thing and then he's rewarded with like whatever like physical bliss and it all works out and so then the other kind of person which i always assume that i wasn't this person but i am this person this Mm. is the person that found difficulty Mm. in that first thing you know what i'm saying like they 
they say, well, this is who, who do I like? You know what I'm saying? And I know exactly, I can think of it, you know, like I, this is like fifth or sixth grade or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And like, who do I want to be my girlfriend? I wasn't even thinking about like having sex at that point. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that was like a weird Sure. Thing. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, it's I want to like girl... a kiss on the cheek and you yeah. want a I want to do some kiss or kill and run around and like just mm. kind of try out some kissing and all that, mm. ha- holding hands or whatever, passing yeah. notes, whatever. And that's what I wanted, right? And of course, you know, you pick the one that you like, which was the popular girl, right? Mm. And that did not go well, right? Mm. Um, so there's lots of ways that that second group, which I guess is like probably 85% of the population. So it's just based on like, if you get the, the girl that you first want when you first are trying to get a girl. No, it's not even that first one. Cause there can be extenuating circumstances where she would deny you for reasons that isn't that, that, that have nothing to do with how you look or any of that sort of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about how um you find that easy success there are those mm-hmm. that have like easy success going after the exact thing that they want as a male right mm-hmm. and then there's everybody else gotcha you know and it's kind of like that 80 20 like where 80 percent of women are interested in the top 10 percent of men yeah. You know what I mean? And the other 90% of males are just out for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like any port in the storm, baby. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But that's not necessarily the case. Like men that are not completely like masters, like they get clever. You know what I'm saying? And right. they either like deny the thing that um, – the alpha males are doing and they they can brand it as stupid and they say that they don't want anything to do with it and then they come up with all sorts of ways to um mitigate that you know they realize that like okay he's with the super popular girl but what does the super popular girl really enjoy she doesn't enjoy football or whatever she enjoys music and movies and Mm. poetry or whatever the fuck she enjoys so i'm gonna do some of that shit you know Uh, i'm gonna be the sneaky fucking bastard that is kind of like oh we can just be kind of friends mm. and some of the really sneaky ones they become kind of effeminate and they become like their best friend you know mm. what i'm saying and they mm. really you know those dudes that get really deep into it and they try to like subvert it from the inside i don't know if you ever knew any dudes like that but i knew some dudes that would be like i love this girl and she's dating him but i got to be the harmless kind of buddy that sure. she has and then i'm just going to kind of sow seeds of discontent you yeah. know and um, whether it's conscious or not, or they admit it, but that's what was fucking going on, you know? And, but then there's other people that like totally like make science and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. where like the majority, as far as like Nietzsche says, like of human civilization comes from is like dudes not being able to get laid right out of the bat, you know? Cause if all dudes could just get laid with whoever they wanted to get laid with, very very little would get fucking done yeah you know what i mean like it would just be like you'd just be out like getting laid right right i mean why would you have to like dress or do anything do anything of importance right right that's just how man if you just feed yourself and then just go out and like oh that's a good looking one let's go yeah 
Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that so would, that anybody would... who's like good at anything, kind of, who's worked. Well, there are people that have a name talent, and there are people that are like that alpha pro personality, and those people can be athletes, musicians, businessmen, all sorts of things. You know, mm. they're the ones that like. Um, there's an argument for you. I mean, I don't know what your early dating successes are like, you know what I mean? But like, mm -hmm. you would not be someone that started the guitar because you weren't getting laid. You started the guitar way younger than that because you grew up in a family that had good food to eat, lots of opportunity, mm -hmm. good education. You know what I'm saying? No one was beating you or locking you outside when it was raining or, you know what right. I mean? You had like that, you had like that prime um atmosphere to grow up to become a chad you know right. yeah. um it's a portland you gotta kind of have to you kind of have to adjust for culture you know right. what i'm saying yeah. I, I was kind of using like the american generic high school sort of thing mm -hmm. but it's different all over the world you know like that alpha chad thing looks a little different where you live and how you yeah. live you know and in portland like being an alpha chad is way different than being an alpha chad in texas right sure you know and so you kind of came up under that umbrella and it's hard yeah. for me to judge because i came up under the wyoming umbrella which is way fucking mm -hmm. different than this you know mm -hmm. and i was definitely like not fitting into the alpha chad there in the same way but i was probably more of a chad than a lot you know what i'm saying because i yeah. did grow up big and strong and broad shoulders and i, I could fucking say, beat the shit that. out about anybody at sports and about any sport that i wanted you know yeah. and um so that in that way but like i don't know if i was a super lady killer in high school i wouldn't really mm. describe it that way you mm. know it was kind of a messed up but i did way better than a lot of my friends yeah you know but i was a neurotic mess right you were kind of in the middle right and I do know like some chads that I what, I hung out with that were not neurotic messes about it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. my my buddy Jim, my buddy Dan, for some degree. You know, like I remember when Dan's mind was scrambled because this girl at the other high school like wouldn't date him. Mm. You know, he just couldn't like figure. It was like really like it broke his brain in a way that like was just you hated him for. It. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. of course she's not going to date you. She was like oh my god you know of course she's like the hottest girl in the town right you know like how can your filthy ass even feel like you know you have the you know wherewithal to even think about that you know yeah and of course he did you know and of course it always worked out for him pretty much all the rest of the times you know and it was mm -hmm. like that's the life that he lives is or that's like wow what's going on wait something's wrong here she doesn't love me back you know, and I approach things as like the default, like, oh, she obviously doesn't love me back. And so how are we going to how are we going to convince her to change her mind? You know what I mean? I see. Yeah. You know, that's like my default. Interesting. You know. And so that's the Nietzsche power slave or master slave dynamic. Yeah. Kind of and, in a nutshell. and it kind of paints the whole world. I mean, and yeah. you get down to the point where there are those that are the slave, you know, that can't deal. They don't come up with. A, a different strategy and they just get continually beat down beat down beat down and that like those are the people that become like their your school shooters and <laughs> that sort of stuff no it's serious you know yeah. like it really is like that um biological it's like a biological imperative mm. that sh 
deeply shapes like that because there's a core difference in just how you would see the world if you were like a jock where everything came like that much easier you know what i mean like i've hung out with people that are super good looking before you know what I mean? Like my friend Dee Dee, she was like a model for years. And she's just one of those people that's just wildly good looking. And the world treats her fucking way different. Yeah. Then, and she doesn't notice it. Right. You know, but like that dude's come over and given us free samples of coffee like five times. You know, and not it's not just dudes, it's everyone. The whole world, like, you know, and there are just people that have lived in that their whole life. And how that changes your psychology. You know, and Nietzsche says it makes you simple-minded to some mm-hmm. degree. It makes you, like, kind of, like, overly accepting. Right. And a lot of times it sets you up for, like, a huge fall, like, later on in life. Yeah. If you don't have, like, if you, if you don't set up, like, a reliable support network. You know, where if you're one of those people that everything comes really easy, but you're kind of like a gigolo where you don't like decide like, well, I'm going to I'm going to stay in love with Brenda because, you know, we've humped a bunch in high school and she's just great, you know, and we're going to get married and have a bunch of babies. You know, Mm -hmm. that would be the thing that most chads would do. But there are some chads that are just like, oh, I'm just going to go, you know, hop on my motorcycle and just impregnate the West Coast for the next like 20 years. Right. And then guess what? You know, they follow through motorcycle and they break all their teeth out and they're fucked up and they don't have anything. And that goes bad quick. Right. You know, glorious, Damn. glorious falls. But it's super. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting. I don't know which one I am. If I'm like a slave that decided to take on the Chad stuff and become a Chad. Or if I'm one of the subversive, like re- reject it all and go the other way. But I know I'm definitely in the slave in the, on the slave <laughs> side of things. I know I definitely am. You know, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, I, is there a spectrum, or is it just like one or the other? No, I th- I think there's a spectrum on the slave side of things. But like, if you're the other one, um, it's just kind of that's what it is. Hmm. You know, um, but once you kind of get enough of that chink, once you hit over that threshold of like rejection when you're young or whatever it is Mm -hmm. then you're forever going to be kind of like us on the slave thing and you can mitigate it you know for sure most most of the slave population mitigates it and either becomes outwardly unrecognizable compared to the masters right or even above the masters in a lot of ways like society is set up to take care of the slaves more than it's t- t- ready to take up. You know, all of the Bill of Rights and all of that shit is all just a bunch of slaves trying to get their fair share from the mm-hmm. masters, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. the world the world just offers itself up to the masters right? in a, in a lot of key important ways. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And that's why Nietzsche is so fucking miserable. Yeah. Because you know, that's slave that, that's and because it it, it's it's not fully darkness, but like I know that the more you think about that master slave, more the more I think about it, the more depressed I fucking get. Yeah, because there's just so many slippery rocks in that mountain where you can fall down and be like, oh, I'm just a horrible feek of broken shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a horrible right. piece of broken shit, or I'm just an unthinking asshole. No matter which side you fall on, you're just like, you can imagine being like 
the master and being like, oh, shit, you know, I have no idea how the rest of the world suffers to bring me, like, what I don't even appreciate. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty asshole, like, proposition, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really don't think either side is happier than the other side when it comes down to it. Yeah. No, probably not. I mean, well, I don't know. I feel like one may have more genetic success. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that biological being will have more genetic success in the sense that they'll have more opportunities to spread their seed Mm -hmm. if they want to take it. So in that sense, it is happier, but I don't think as far as like mental yeah. emotional day-to-day shit it's there's any measurable difference really actually i think probably like there's elements of the slave population that are way happier because you're always happier if you're if you're achieving beyond what people think that you should be able to do you mm. know what i'm saying like yeah. if you're doing a little better than like if you're doing better than your folks right. you know like there's something about that you know or you're doing something that people thought was crazy that you that you couldn't do and like hey i'm right. doing it now bitches yeah. that feels like really great you yeah. know um and that makes that's what makes people happy yeah I, I don't know i'm trying to figure out which i am and i i just there's parts of both that resonate with me so and i think uh, with all of nietzsche's stuff like it's not something somebody else can tell you what you are i mean like it's all that deep dark inner dirty secret shit you know what i'm saying like all those moments of shame on the fourth grade playground that like you know other than like your friends that you don't talk to anymore that were around that nobody knows you know what i'm saying everybody has those moments that are just like weird and like for some reason like nietzsche's like questions about life always bring me back to like those fundamental like late late grade school like oh fuck here's the world and right. I and I'm fucking not ready for this shit yeah. sort of um, feeling. I mean, I think like for, from that time period, I definitely had a good run, a good little fifth grade run of, <laughs> you know. But I mean, like, I just as I grew up and got older, like I I couldn't have my pick of the litter you know but as far as my first i guess i i always did have like confidence though from that first like fifth sixth fifth and sixth grade you know mm-hmm. when i was mm-hmm. like a cute little like rocker boy <laughs> right and sure. i could be like hey like carly johnson you're my girlfriend now and she's like okay (laughs) you know but then she but then she dumped me yeah you know and and made out with my friend kyle oh yeah so more slave more slave the dial yeah Yeah. it was doing real good here now it's moved a little more this way yeah so then i kicked kyle out of the band and, and and started calling him a faggot like every day so that would be the slave mitigating the fact that he was no longer that he wasn't a master because right. you're trying to subvert. Was he a Chad? Kind of like physically, yeah. Okay, then you then yeah. So you were like you were like oh well. But mentally, gonna, no. You're right. See, that's how that's what the slave said. So mentally, uh, he's not very good. So we're going to subvert him right. by mocking the thing that is successful. Uh, yeah, that's what I did. Uh, you're, yeah, you're a slave. Yeah. Yeah. 
you had a chance. It sounds like it, the, it, you had a chance, and you're just like, oh, no, I'm a slave. Because yeah. it just makes it just makes sense because like that's the whole that's more metal. Yeah, the slave thing is more metal than the master thing. Yeah, really. Totally. Yeah. You know because it's like that fucking you know the under the underground underdog like mm-hmm. you know and you transition quick in the sense that you probably didn't even realize it in the sense that you were like yeah fuck this you know what I'm saying like you know. You're going to fucking steal Carly from me, you know, fuck you, dude, and fuck all those people yeah. like you, and I'm going to keep doing the shit that I do, and you're not going to steal her away from me next time because I'm on right. to your shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you... But am- he, he did, but he did continue to... He didn't steal my... But he kept, he kept uh, picking at my leftovers, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, okay, like, so that's, so that's yeah. different. That's he would different. like sleep like my ex girlfriends would be like eh, like after I dumped them <laughs> weird they dude. would they would try weird. to like sleep with Kyle to make me jealous did Kyle kind of want to sleep with you I don't I don't know that's kind of weird so. that's kind of weird it is weird how many times uh Carly Elise uh not Sophie. I guess just two. Okay, well that's. I don't know. But they were like my know. two girlfriends. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that it, it's it's happened it's, enough. It's, to where I was it's like, enough oh, times to remember it. That's for sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that gets you off the Christmas card list, right there for sure. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if it's enough to say that he was like vicariously like doing that sort of thing. Um, no, no, it was. I think it. But it is had something diff- to do with the good, with the ladies as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and he was were, just kind of around. He was around and. Yeah. Oh hey, I don't know. So I'm maybe, like, is that a master? Maybe you, know? you are, maybe you are a master. Maybe you are a master. Maybe I, you're just like a frustrated master in a lot of ways. A or maybe self, I'm a a self a self defeating master. I think that could be, but I don't know. Because they broke up with you because you were an ass, right? No, I dumped them because I was. Oh, because you're too cool. Yeah. Well, no. Well, Carly broke up with me because she was like that situation was. You know, she was like trying to have sex and stuff in like you were fifth six. or sixth, you were grade. In sixth grade. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I was like, I don't. Right. I don't want to. No, I get. You know, okay, okay. I don't really know what's going on <laughs> with all that. You're freaking me out. You know. And then Elise, I dumped her because she was just like freaking me out, you know, with like right, the right. I love yous and stuff. And, uh-huh. and okay, yeah, yeah, no, um, I would say that you're you're still like you could still be in master territory. Yeah. But you see how it's weird how it doesn't. It's really not that clear cut with me. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know deep down. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because you'll know, like, I mean, you know, like, when you are out in public, like, you'll know how it is. You know, you just, like, um, when you were single, like, would you just, like, oh, she's really cute, and then just approach? Um, or did you talk yourself, I mean, like, how, how that, that's the question. The you don't have to, you don't have to answer, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But, yeah. like, when you didn't, what was the conversation in your head? And, you and like, don't answer, because, like, it's, it's <laughs> embarrassing no matter what you say. But that's what, that's, that's what tells you. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. tells you, like, where you're at. 
if huh. like when you don't someone's saying like yeah you know she's gonna tell you to fucking buzz off you know or um she doesn't look like she's interested or like she's not giving me any of the signals or you know even when she is maybe giving you some of the signals you know do you talk yourself out of it or do you not talk yourself out of it because of fear of rejection right yeah so that's that's just the question and if you do if you do have like that overwhelming fear of rejection and either you work over it, you know, there are people that feel that, like that's mm-hmm. all the whole, like, that's the whole, like, um, pickup artist thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, like that's, that's right. what that whole thing is, is those people that have that overwhelming fear of rejection is they just fucking zero in on that and just beat that down by just overexposure to that nerve until they no longer feel fear that rejection anymore. And guess what? Then they start acting like modeling Chad behavior. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, like those people are always going to be slaves because they had to overcome that. You know what I mean? Like they had to mitigate mm. that, that core thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's it. I don't know. I think, well, yeah, I think I started out as a master and then mm-hmm. was quickly humbled by life events in my early twenties. And went through a deep slave period. And then you went through a master. deep slave period. And I guess I'm bad. I don't know. I don't well, you, and then you mitigated the slave. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 That might be it because like as the as you aged into the world, like your level of mastery of the situation deteriorated for a period of years. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that'll yeah. do it. Because again, like bad luck will push you out of that master. Because again, you have to have like that support network. You know right. everything, all that other stuff going for you, kind of. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if you get if you get into a mess of bad luck, which you've had a little bit of, yeah, sure. um, it throws you out of that, and it has nothing to do with you know. Again, like I think the female thing is is a really good indicator, but I think you can find other like s- indicators of that slave mentality, like yeah. in business and other aspects of interpersonal communications with people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Totally. And um, it's natural to kind of like get a little head shy after um things um go bad for a while right yeah yeah but i mean i think it sounds like your natural baseline is in the master area so yeah i think so maybe you're all that shit yeah so maybe you're not actually rehabilitating maybe you were a master long enough that you're just coming back into your own yeah yeah i just needed enough time to be like all right I don't know exactly how Nietzsche would um if what that what that looks like if you become broken and come back or whatever it is it's like if you're one or the other made it sound like you're one or uh, one or the other forever right that's why Nietzsche is fucking kind of dumb though well yeah yeah you know yeah it's just like it's just so german it's just so like mechanical in like the way that it's not malleable or sure, but I think I mean? that that what that's what gives it in that's what gives you insight out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was more touchy feely, then you could just say kind of anything about anything. And the right. fact that it is like German, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. one or the other, and you have you can't be like, oh, you know, I'm a little, I'm on the spectrum, baby. Right. You know, they're like, right. no, there is no yeah. either you're in the camp or you're not in the camp. Right? You know what I'm saying? There's no Jewish spectrum. You're in the right. camp or you're out of the camp. You know, and they right. do everything like that. And there's something about it that makes you like, 
push your intellectual curiosity a couple steps further with mm. the Germ with the Germans, all of them. Hmm. But again, they're full of shit. You know, I mean, at the same time, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't take into the actual, like, kaleidoscope of how it all works. So there's yeah. lots of wiggle room. I just always wonder if, if like, are you, are you really, like, scientifically breaking down how the world works to me? Or are you trying to fit the world into like the simplest terms you know and everything that doesn't fit within those well we're just going to put one in the category or the other because anything more than that starts to overwhelm the intellect and is not as simple or elegant and easily explainable you know which well, then, sure. when you come well, to like sure. a mechanical, me- mechanical or binary explanations, you're just yeah. like, "This does not work in the system. The whole thing breaks down. If right. you can't, it's ones and zeros. You know what I mean?" And you're just well, like, exactly. And that's how you get on with life. You know what I mean? Like part of like these philosophies and like one of the functionalities they have in the broader society is that like yeah it's one or the other you know so i don't i don't have to like you know i don't i'm not worried about mr in between at all you know because i need to go build this autobahn you know what i mean so like it's either one or the other and the scientists will figure it out and it's fine and i don't have to think about the nature of man because i know that i'm the slave and like this is my thing and i don't you know i don't have to think about it more you know and that's what appeals to like that sort of like strict polar mindset sort of thing or you get like a lot of the um right it's like a relief you know you get a yeah you get a basic understanding of like that german philosophy thing and you just write off of a lot of like emotions and different things into that and then you just get on with like going working in the factory yeah. Or or whatever it is that you can it explains to you why your life is so miserable and then okay now I know why and let's do it let's do <laughs> this thing you know what I'm saying yeah. and, and that's really like the European old world a way of looking at or, at the world you know yeah sure this is why life sucks but we gotta it's fucking a keep lot rocking. of misery that got yeah. built up a lot of misery yeah. mm-hmm. well, I mean it's you know you're Irish. You know, you got it. You know the, how, yeah. how they, they've built they built their entire thing around Lots that. of misery. Mm-hmm. And they're not ashamed of the misery. No, we sing and then <laughs> we fight and then we sing and fight some more. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it is. It's yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Uh, I just, you know. Uh, yeah, just, you know, there's times where I'm... Yeah, Nietzsche always... Um, Maybe it was he just bummed me out, but then I was also like the people who were really into him. I was like, "You're lame." You yeah, know? that's that's a thing too with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I so, really, yeah. I just, there were some just dudes like, in eh. dudes in high school that I hated that did like yeah in forensics that they would read some stuff from Nietzsche and there it was just so pretentious and fucking awful. He that, just like, reminds me of like Dave Mustaine or something. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he got kicked out of like the you best know that, band, yeah, and that, he's just like that. Really, that really, and he was kind of like the best thing in that band that yeah. kicked him out. That did way better after he left. Yeah, they did you know, way you, better. You know, way yeah. better. You know, and way better. And he just worked so hard to figure out why. It's- <laughs> 
ah! and like people were like, no, you're still pretty good. You're still pretty good, man. And there's like the his fans are just like you know diehards, but yeah, you, but everyone they're, knows. But they're not getting more. They're is. not getting. They're not getting more fans. You know, it's on yeah. those. Yeah, it's just that diehard group of like, yeah. And I don't the, know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really apt um, a comparison that I. I, I don't know what really the, who the band about. would be, but maybe it's just I guess like like ha- Hegel and Hegel Kierkegaard and Goethe yeah. and all those other yeah, yeah. all those OGs. Yeah, because they're a little more like palatable. Fun. A little more fun. Yeah, they're a little more fun. Well, got a little, got a little razzle dazzle to them. It's a little, you know? a little dialectic. Nietzsche's just like you know, like you know, crying because you see a horse getting beat in the street. You know, that's that's what I think of when I think of Nietzsche. Yeah, did he? Did he, did he do that? Yeah, I he went. Just... Like I think he went mad. He went mad for a while because he was walking down and he saw some guy beating a horse that wasn't carrying the cart or whatever, and he just felt the overwhelming sorrow and weight of the world mm. and um yeah well i mean it sounds like a nice guy ultimately yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds like you yeah. you know probably probably did some... suck back then to be <laughs> smart yeah no i think this life kind of sucked a lot of it, it. would have just yeah it would have sucked you would have definitely wanted to be like a slave or a master like that makes sense why it would break into those two things because like to be outside of that would just be like pure suffering right you know what i mean and back then it would be so easy to tell who the master was you know like oh he still has all his teeth and sleeps in a bed you know and here i I am like you know and i'm trying trying to suck some dick for a couple pieces (laughs) of coal so i can don't freeze tonight you know what i'm saying or whatever it is you know it's easy to see like okay i am you know that's definitely i'm the slave (laughs) here i am Yay, you know, and so these are my these are my options to mitigate that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because Nietzsche was right, right into the slaves. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of right into the slaves, this has been idiots discuss the universe. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you slaves out there! (laughs) If you're listening to this, you're probably a slave. Just. It's all good. There, there's no shame. It's just about how you how you mitigate yep. that circ- circumstance. And I'm your master. And yes, Benny's the only potential master, and that's that's kind of creepy. Yeah, I'm a good master. <laughs> well, it's not Unless like you're in you charge of this. It's not like that that you're in charge of anyone. Oh, thank I'm not? thank God. I kind of yeah. think I am. Okay, well. See? I don't know. That's kind that's of that's very just, slave that's response. That's kind, of del- <laughs> that's kind of a delusional. Yeah. No. What that is was a, d- a slave response? No, what I'm is? No, it, is. We, it might be. Yeah, You're in charge. Know. I don't know. Just, I mean, like, I'm not. Silly. I'm not going to argue with you about being in charge of whatever you got going mm, on there. Classic slave. Because <laughs> I, mean, I think you, I think <laughs> classic you, you, slave. You pretty much are in charge of whatever's going on. Yes. Appear <laughs> into my domain. Yeah, I've got, dude. It's getting hot here. Uh oh. It's it was it's like in the nineties all of a sudden. Uh oh. Yeah. You better strap in, bitch. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Like I say, (laughs) it's April. You better strap in, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, it's like fucking. It's so it's fucking sucks here. It's fucking rainy uh, like a motherfucker here. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) 
I would go for some 90 degrees like crazy. Damn. Hey, oh, it, it is it is still nice. And like right after we get off, I'm going to open up the doors and the windows. I managed to get through today without the AC. Just like fans on inside and stuff. I'm just going to see you're how long a, I can make it. You're a warrior. I, yeah, started, but, I started it out calling you a warrior and I didn't know why, but yeah, now I know why. Now you know. Damn, you're just fucking soldiering boy and all the way through. That's right. It's not, it's not going to last. You're going to have that fucker on next time we talk, I'm sure. I know, I'm sure. Well, actually, next time we talk, I am coming up to Portland. Oh, uh, when are you coming? I'm coming on the 14th, uh, so this Friday. Oh, okay. I'm coming up for, for Garrett's wedding. But then I'm going to be staying a few uh, extra days into next week to do another little merch shenanigan. So okay. we can uh, yeah. meet up. And yeah, I should definitely be around just getting the store. I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows. Anyways. You don't know? Do you, okay, no, I do know as much as anybody, but I know nothing. So, yeah. Okay. That's where okay. I'm at. Yeah. But it's happening. It's all happening. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's for sure. Alrighty, everybody. We'll um, we'll talk to y'all uh, another day. Yeah, love you guys. Thanks love for you. listening. Bye bye. The Universe is recorded in IDTU Studios, located in Portland, Oregon. All opinions and commentary has been carefully researched by the technicians and scholars of IDTU Research Academy, and therefore should be greeted with healthy skepticism and disbelief. No idiots were harmed during the making of this podcast.